Good morning. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. And we're going to take a look this week um, the book of Hebrews. And we're going to look at chapter 12, and specifically verses 4 to 24. If you have a Bible with you this morning, open it up. I'm going to read from the ESV version for us. The writer begins in verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you have left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be, be subject to the Father of the Spirit and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for good, for our good, that we may share the holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful, rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained in it. Therefore... Lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterwards, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, into the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. That's our text. Of all the words that we use in church, the word grace is among the, the big ones. We understand, we acknowledge, we celebrate the fact that we are saved by God's grace alone. No good works, no, no earning it on our own, no being good enough, nothing like that. Just simply grace. Grace won for us through the suffering and death of Jesus Christ, God's own Son on the cross, as payment for our sins. Grace is such an important idea, but it is one that, as a preacher, gets hard to talk about sometimes. What I mean by that is that, that we talk about the cross, and we talk about the empty tomb, we talk about death, and we talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ every week. And the reason we do this is really quite simple. We are sinners. 
who need to hear about Jesus' death every week. We are people living in a hopeless and sin-encrusted world that need to hear about the hope of the resurrection every week. We all know that. But sometimes, at least I know I do, sometimes we take this message of grace, of mercy, of unconditional love from Christ for granted, don't we? We think maybe we need to talk about something different, something new, something exciting. But I believe what it boils down to is this. There is nothing more important to keep in front of our eyes and our hearts than the suffering and death and resurrection of Jesus. There is nothing more important for us to know than that Jesus loves us. And this I know. There is nothing more essential for us to cling to than the cross of Christ. And to know that in our darkest, darkest hours, the love of Jesus is there shining on us brightly, undeservedly, and yet without question. Let's pray. Lord, may I, may we always cling to the cross of Christ. Amen. No better message than to share with friends today, share with family today. We cling to the cross of Christ. Grace, the grace of our Lord, given for you. Ponder that thought today. Take a look at it. Read the text again. Talk it over with, with somebody on the street, somebody in your house, somebody at work, a friend, a family member, a church friend, or somebody else. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Remember our text is... Hebrews chapter 12, verses 4 to 24. God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you all tomorrow.